0: Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. So thank you for joining me today. What are we talking about today? Today is an interesting topic, Hormones 101, uh, how to optimize your hormonal health. So this was a question that somebody shot into me and they wanted to know more about hormones. The best way I can describe hormones is these are like chemical messengers that our brain actually sends out through the pineal gland and different glands through the body. And these hormones, uh, these chemical messengers, they are sent out to provide different functions of the body. For instance, there's like cortisol, cortisol, Is secreted and we actually get up and get moving first thing in the morning with cortisol. Or maybe you do a hard workout and that hard workout actually triggers a cortisol response to help get you moving. Cortisol is stimulated by the adrenal glands, also where our adrenaline comes from, also a quick burst of energy. And our adrenal glands actually secrete this cortisol based on a number of factors, including chronic stress, which we are going to talk a lot about in this episode. But what is inverse to cortisol? Well, we have to talk about melatonin. Melatonin is inverse to cortisol. So in other words, as the day goes on, light decreases in our environment. Cortisol decreases. Guess what comes up? Melatonin comes up. Melatonin is our rest and recovery sleep hormone. Uh, Melatonin is released and we actually go through the stages of our sleep and recovery. Guess what? When melatonin falls, cortisol rises. That gets us up out of bed and gets us moving in the morning. So, let's just like two examples of hormones and how they work in the body. But what things disrupt our hormones? So, a little bit of a common epidemic, so to speak, in our day and age that we live in is low testosterone or estrogen dominance. Uh, Low sex hormones is the problem. So what disrupts those? What is the primary driver for this low sex hormone function even in our 30, 40-year-old adults and some of even our 20s? I know a couple 20-somethings that are on hormone replacement for low testosterone. So what disrupts? Well, number one is stress, chronic cortisol production. And we have to talk about DHEA because DHEA is what all of our hormones, our sex hormones are made out of. Okay. So excluding other hormones besides sex hormones, DHEA makes up our hormones. So let's say that you have a certain amount of DHEA, like a five gallon bucket. Okay. Um and let's say you have a lot of stress going on in your environment. Um you have kids, you have a business, you have a house to run. On top of that, you're overtraining because you're trying to deal with the stress of all this, so you're doing too much running or too much biking or too much lifting or whatever. You're lifting 6-7 days a week. Um the, all of this is too much cortisol production. So not enough rest and recovery, too much cortisol So that depletes the majority of our DHEA. We're making so much more cortisol than we should. That leaves only so much DHEA to make our testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and other sex hormones. So stress is the primary driver for why we're seeing so much um, sex hormone dysfunction. Now there's other reasons why we are too. Uh, Chemicals are a big reason. And we have to talk about plastic and BPA, um, containers, detergents, flame retardants, pesticides. These are all from the National Health of and Science Institute of things that are hormonal disruptors. So this is not like woo-woo science I'm throwing out here. Go look it up. Uh, the National Health and Science Institute of the United States lists all these things as hormone disruptors. Well, think about that. The average woman walks out of her house and she's putting 16 different products on her body between perfumes, fragrances, lotions, hair products, makeup. Uh, That's just the average woman. Some probably do much more than that. And if you want to make the argument that we can't absorb things through our skin, well, why do we have Topical creams given from our doctor to us and in the form of even hormones So they give us hormone replacement in the form of bioidentical creams that you can get from the pharmacy That's because our epidermis uh, Our skin has all these little pores and we can take in chemicals through our skin We can also take in water through our skin. So um, Basically, I don't want to get too far off in left field, but the the primary reason why we should watch the chemicals that we use is because we can take them in through our skin and we can also breathe those which also goes through our lungs and ends up in our bloodstream and our liver has to filter those things out so i'm not saying to go home and like literally throw half your house in the waste basket and toss it outside because it's full of chemicals but Maybe just uh, what I advocate my clients do is focus on the cosmetic products that you're putting on your skin, you're showering, you're washing your body with these things. Let's focus on making those things more like essential oils and organic products and things that don't have the phthalates and chemicals and uh, fragrances and different things like that that are proven hormone disruptors, okay? So... Um, Look for areas. The Environmental Working Group has a great website that you can look up on uh, family-friendly chemical use and products that are tested and proven to be healthier than these other hormone-disrupting chemicals. That's not even to mention the hormone disruptors that are in flame retardants. We're breathing these things. you know in building products i mean anywhere where you can optimize this the better but we are going to be exposed to these things there's no way that you're not going to be exposed to these things so that brings about the thought of well you want to know why there's so much hormone disruption uh, on earth today in modern society you can make the case that because stress is higher than ever before uh, chemicals are higher than ever before and lastly inflammation is higher than ever before that's my number three is inflammation and this could be from not only the foods that we're eating but also from stress because excess cortisol raises crp or inflammation in the body so you can test inflammation by looking at crp on your lab test or also homocysteine Uh, Either one of those are great markers to look at when you get labs done to see how inflamed is your blood, how inflamed is your body. So this is where we talk a lot about on this podcast about nutrition. So if I can control the food and things that are going into my body, I can control a lot of the inflammation that I'm exposed to. For example, have you ever done a Whole30 diet where you've removed all grains and dairy and processed food and then added one at a time back in, so that you can see what things affect you based on how you feel. Uh, I would challenge you if you really wanna get nerdy to do a Whole30 diet and do labs before and labs after. Yeah, it may cost you a couple hundred bucks if your doctor won't approve it, but you could at least get one lab done with your doctor and then pay for the second lab and just look at your inflammation, okay? That will tell you the story if you're not very self-aware, especially. So my point is, if we manage stress, and we manage chemicals to the best of our ability, and we manage inflammation, that's a huge piece of the pie right there, that we can control our hormone values. Now other things disrupt hormones in the, in the effect of pathogens, parasites, bacteria overgrowth, yeast and fungus, mold in your house, um, natural aging, hormones fluctuate, and and we talk about menopause and, and things like that, but then also viruses like epstein Barr virus, uh, COVID's even been shown to disrupt hormones, especially thyroid hormone. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's like there's lots of things that affect hormones, but how can we optimize our hormone health? Well, number one thing I think that we can do to optimize our, our hormone health is to balance our blood sugars. And you may think, well, why didn't we talk about blood sugars a second ago? Well. Balancing your blood sugar, let's just say that it's going to improve your hormone health in the area of not sex hormones, but in hormones like insulin, uh, in hormones like glucagon and insulin, leptin and ghrelin, things like that. And these serve primary roles for our metabolism. So if we can optimize insulin, we can decrease fat storage. If we can optimize glucagon, we can increase fat burning or lipolysis. If we can optimize leptin, we'll get fuller faster. And if we optimize ghrelin, we're not as hungry as constant. Okay, so um, if we balance our blood sugar, we can balance a lot of our our appetite and also the way that we use fat and burn fat. If you wanna learn more about that, let me know in the comments. Shoot me a DM, I'll do a whole podcast just on insulin and glucagon and how you can manipulate these two things to really strip body fat off your body or manipulate these things to really put mass on your body. So also we can't talk about balancing hormones without talking about the stress factors. We have to reduce the amount of cortisol we're producing and that also comes along with balancing our blood sugars and eating a more whole foods, uh, non-processed food diet because balancing our blood sugar is going to help balance our cortisol. If your blood sugar is all over the place, like a diabetic, their cortisol levels are usually through the roof. So we have to balance blood sugar in the form of a whole food diet. Now, uh, stress reduction, I'm probably going to do a whole podcast just on stress reduction. So if you're interested in that and the ways that I de-stress, um, please let me know in the comments, shoot me a DM, an email, whatever. So, when it comes to reducing stress we have to focus on things like breath work and um, mindfulness and it's like oh man this guy's gonna you know say this word mindfulness no what i'm talking about is like slowing down and paying attention to how you're breathing and how you're feeling and how your digestion is like being self-aware and they talk about like you know living in the moment And that sounds so cliche, but what I mean by that is like taking a second before you start your car, before you like, you know, look at your phone or do anything and just take a second. How do I feel right now? What's my breathing like? Where's my heart rate? How does my skin feel? Am I cold? Am I hot? Like taking a second to tune into your body is like being mindful for just that second. And we can get a lot of insights about our stress by doing that. If you notice shallow, short breaths, or you're holding your breath, huge sign that your stress is off the charts and, and that you're, you need to optimize cortisol, okay? Um, like anxious, jittery, well, just anxiety in general is, is a sign to me that we need to lower cortisol production. So I'm not gonna digress too far into that, but breathing is huge. So for all you guys that listen to this, that lift weights and work out in the gym and you know really get after it, one of the best things you can do after a workout is to do like two to three minutes of stretching and deep breathing. Why? Because we've activated our nervous system during the workout. I don't wanna leave the gym get in my car and take all that stress that I just activated in the gym and take that into my day. That would be carrying cortisol through the day. Rather, I wanna take two or three minutes, stretch the muscles I just worked, stretch my body and breathe. What does that do? It takes us out of sympathetic dominant fight or flight and brings us into rest and digest and lowers our cortisol levels and actually primes our digestion for being hungry here an hour later, hour and a half later, when you're going to be really hungry because you just did a workout and, and pay attention to this. Now that I've said this to you, you'll notice exactly what I'm talking about. Have you ever noticed that like you're hungry when you go into a workout, but 30 minutes into the workout, 20 minutes into the workout, you're not hungry anymore. That's because rest and digest has now been shut off and those hormones have been shut off. So ghrelin is not growling anymore that it wants food in your stomach. Now you're not even hungry, you're just doing the workout. Then you notice after the workout, about an hour and a half, two hours after the workout, man, you get ravenously hungry. That is the hormone ghrelin telling your body we are ready and primed for fuel, okay? One of the best ways you can do that is to turn off your nervous system after a workout is over by breathing and stretching. So I really want to emphasize that, and I'll go into a whole podcast on just that. Next, we want to reduce exposure. We want to reduce inflammation. So we want to reduce exposure to inflammation. We just talked about that, how to do so. Look, a Whole30 diet is about the easiest, simplest way I can explain it. Uh, Meat, fish, fowl, fruit, veg, nut, seeds. That's it, man. Meat, fish, fowl, fruit, veg, nut, seeds eliminate your grains, eliminate your gluten, eliminate your dairy, eliminate processed foods. What do you have left? Meat, fish, fowl, fruit, veg, nuts, seeds. Okay? Next, we want to reduce exposure to chemicals. Like I said, don't go home and throw out half your house. Let's just focus on the cosmetic products that you put on your body on a daily basis. Going organic, using essential oils, things like that, you know, getting rid of the colognes and, and Axe body spray. Oh man, let me just say this. I know I said this on a few podcasts ago, but like here's the guys in the gym that are all worried about their testosterone, and maybe they're even injecting themselves with anabar or something crazy, like some kind of steroid, right? They're so worried about their hormones and their, you know, their testosterone. But then they go in the they go in the shower, they come out, and they douse themselves with axe body spray. Worst thing you can do. It's a complete estrogenic compound you're spraying all over your body. Okay. I digress. However, next we have to work on gut health and digestion because it doesn't matter if you're eating the cleanest foods in the world. If your gut health is poor, your digestion is poor. That means your inflammation is going to be higher because this food is not digesting properly and therefore it's raising systematic inflammation in the blood. It's also causing what we call intestinal permeability or leaky gut. So we have to focus on optimizing digestion and gut health getting rid of bacteria that's overgrown or parasites or pathogens, anything like that. And lastly, this should probably be like the number one that I lead off with. If you really want to optimize hormones, you have to optimize strength training. You have to optimize strength training because strength training actually elicits sex hormone building response, which means that when we strength train, our body actually releases anabolic hormones like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, things like that. So one of the best ways you can do to balance your hormones is all these things I mentioned and strength training on a a weekly consistent basis. Now there's also a few supplements that you can use. Um, You notice everything I've given you today so far is all natural things that don't involve you to buy anything whatsoever. But there are some supplements that I found really helpful in certain situations. Women who are low progesterone and high estrogen, I'll use what's called wild yam cream. Uh, there's a company called Progest, I have no affiliation with them. Uh, they make a great wild yam progesterone cream. Um, also, Chase Berry has been another one that has been found to be really beneficial in balancing female hormones. If you're going through premenopause or menopause, Black Cohosh is a really, really good supplement that helps uh, with hot flashes. It helps with all the the symptoms of menopause. And then lastly, whether you're man or woman, ashwagandha is a great adaptogen. If you're too high in something, it it brings you lower. If you're too high in cortisol, it brings your cortisol down. Um, It's also been shown to increase testosterone in the studies that looked at ashwagandha for both men and women. And we could all use more testosterone for the, the fact that we want to stay lean and we want to stay muscular. And that's, that's the primary hormone that does that. Now, lastly, I want to touch on is seed cycling. What is seed cycling? Well, in Ayurvedic medicine, three to 5,000 years ago, Ayurvedic medicine started using seed cycling. We all know that there's foods like soy and flax, and these things are very estrogenic, right? You hear about phytoestrogens in food and soy causes estrogen and yada, 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 right? Well, phytoestrogens are different than like the estradiol that is in our blood so phytoestrogens we can use to balance female hormones uh, depending on what side of your cycle you're in so for example there's progesterone building seeds and there's estrogen building seeds we want to use estrogen building seeds on day one through 14 of the cycle And we want to use progesterone building seeds on day 14 i'm sorry 15 through 28 of the cycle so uh, this is called seed cycling and it helps balance female hormones really really well Uh, i'll include a link in the description about seed cycling and how this works but i find it really easy for my female clients to literally just throw these seeds into their smoothie hashtag smoothie salad roasted if you've been listening to the podcast you know what that is if you haven't go back and listen to some other shows. It will clue you in. Seed cycling, um, you can just add these into your smoothies that you're doing every morning anyway, and this will really, really decrease symptomatic uh, stuff from bad periods. It'll also lower like irritability, make your moods better during your periods. And most of all, it decreases estrogen and puts it in its proper place for when you need it to ovulate, and increases progesterone to make sure and elicit that perfect uh, uterine lining, shedding of the day one of your cycle. And by doing all these things, we're creating a better environment to burn body fat for fuel, but also to feel a lot better. So any women out there that struggle with like irritability, headaches, breast tenderness, uh, bloating and weight retention during your period. Really heavy periods. I've had lots and lots of clients in my personal training business that did seed cycling, and including my wife, and all benefited from doing this. So if you like what you're hearing from the last 21 minutes and 15 seconds, please leave me a review. Take just a second. uh, Let more people find this podcast by doing so. Also, if you want to use the same products that I use and supplements that I use, uh, thorn.com. Thorn.com is now partnered with the Mayo Clinic, folks. The Mayo Clinic. I mean, this is like huge. I saw that come across the website the other day. I use Thorn because they're triple certified to have what they say is in them, in them. And obviously Mayo Clinic has found that to be true because they've partnered with Thorne for all their supplements. So if you would like to be on my client invite list for Thorne, all you have to do, is shoot me an email, veggies at gmail. Shoot me an email, say I wanna join the client list, I'll shoot you a link, and you will get 25% off the store for life. Not once, no codes for life. So again, thank you for tuning in with me today. I hope you got something out of this. For your hormonal health, this is Zach with Muscles & Veggies signing off, wishing you a wonderful day.